You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. Listen, I'm so happy to have you with us today. We are going to have a blast today. I'm in my leadership edition of How to Win, and I want to inspire you and equip you to lead on a high level. Well, I begin a series entitled The Why Matters. The Why Matters. The theme of this five lesson series is walking out God's purpose in life and in leadership. <laughs> this series is powerful because the why has to do with the why of your existence. Why did God create you? It has to do with the why of your work. Why do you do what you do? It has to do with the why of your business, the why of your organization. It has to do with the why of your church, the why of your ministry. What the why matter? The why has to do with purpose. We're going to look at purpose today in the light of potential. And our subtopic today in this fourth and final lesson, this fourth and final lesson is potential, the offspring of purpose, potential, the offspring of purpose. There is a connection between purpose and potential. Now, I want to give you some introductory statements. So you'll see the connection between purpose and potential where purpose. Here's the first statement where purpose is potential is there where purpose is potential is there. Second statement potential is predetermined by purpose. Potential is predetermined by purpose. Statement three, introductory statements. Your God-given purpose reveals your capacities. Your God-given purpose reveals your capacities. When I transitioned out of the pastorate's some months ago, the Holy Spirit said this to me. He said, expect to coach and to mentor. So that was a revelation of a part of my purpose in this season of my life, to coach and to mentor. But purpose reveals my capacity. The very fact that God laid out purpose, a part of my purpose, it indicates that I have the capacity. He has given me the capacity to coach and to mentor because your God-given purpose reveal your capacity. And then the final introductory statement, we're connecting a purpose to potential. If you don't know your purpose, you probably will live below your potential. 
if you don't know your purpose, you probably will live beyond your potential. We're talking about pit potential, the offspring of purpose. And every person, those of you that are listening to me right now, you have a God-given purpose. There's a call on your life. And we're not just talking to about religion and church and being called in that arena. No, we're talking about some are called to education. Some are called to business. Some are called to the military, military service. Some are called to do their own, uh, create their own institution, their own organization. Some people are called to counseling. Some people are called to science. Some people are called to medicine. Some people are called to health and wellness. Listen, you have a call on your life. You have a God-given purpose, and your God-given purpose reveals your potential because potential is the offspring of purpose. So let's define purpose. Let's talk about, pardon me, let's define potential. Let, let's def, I want to give you uh, three definitions of potential. Potential is dormant talents strengths or abilities, dormant, talents, strengths or abilities. By dormant, we mean unused, unused talents, abilities, and uh, strengths. Secondly, potential is unrecognized giftings and supernatural anointings unrecognized giftings. You can have a gift. You can have something that God deposited in you, and yet you're not recognized. You can have anointings that God has placed on your life. And anointing simply is the ability to perform supernaturally. God wants you to perform and operate supernaturally in the earth. Well, potential is unrecognized anointings, unrecognized giftings. And then thirdly, potential is the seeds of greatness. Potential is the seeds of greatness in you that are unrecognized and undeveloped. Potential, the offspring of purpose. There is a law of potential, and it applies to any endeavor, any field. Remember, we're not just talking about the a realm of religion and church. We're talking about your area, your, your environment, what you're called to do, your purpose. We're talking about you. And there is a law of potential. Notice what this law states. It is a divine law. The law of potential is a divine law. That states that something has innate ability to be greater than itself at any given moment. I'll say that again. It is a divine law, the law of potential. It states that something, or we could say someone, has innate ability to be greater than itself or oneself at any given moment. 
you have the capacity to be and operate at a greater level than you are presently operating on potential. Now, we're going to look at the Apostle Paul because the Apostle Paul uh, is a man who at the end of his life said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. So we could say that the Apostle Paul reached, achieved his full potential. And that's what we want for you. We want you to realize your full potential. Now, the Apostle Paul was called into ministry on the road to Damascus. Now, notice what it says in Acts chapter 9, verse 20. It says, immediately he preached the Christ in the synagogues that he is the Son of God. Immediately. Now, this is just hours after he was called on the, well, actually it was a few days because he was blind for maybe three days, lost his sight for three days. And then Ananias came in and prayed for his healing. And then immediately, so we're talking about just a few days after he was called on the Damascus road, it says that he preached the Christ in the synagogues, that he is the son of God. Now, this is just days after his conversion. He's actually preaching days after his conversion. He doesn't know Jesus well. Secondly, he doesn't know about Christianity. He doesn't really understand Christianity. He doesn't know much about himself. He doesn't know much about the Gentiles those whom he will be called to serve, yet he is preaching. Now, we know that at this point in his destiny journey, he's not reached his potential. He's a new believer. He has a call on his life, but he is moving out. And notice the uh, 22nd verse of the ninth chapter, it says, but Saul increased the more and more in strength. So he went from one point to another point and to another point, we're going to see that he reached his potential. In fact, the apostle Paul, through his journey, his call, established hundreds of churches or influenced the establishment of hundreds of churches. And he is credited with writing the author of two-thirds of the New Testament. So we have a person who saved on the road to Damascus, and at the end of his life, he had written two-thirds of the New Testament and had established many, many churches, had raised up many, many leaders, and had impacted, multiplied thousands of lives. And to this day, he still, his writings are influencing you and I today. This man reached his potential. And that's what God wants for you. He wants you to reach your potential. Listen at this statement. Our potential 
is waiting on us to discover our purpose. Our potential is waiting on us to discover our purpose because potential is the offspring of purpose. Now, to reach your full potential, and we're going to give you some really practical insights on how to do that. But listen at this. We must, to reach our potential, we must, you and I, must avoid two extremes. Two extremes. On the one hand, we must avoid the trap of settling. Now, listen, did you get that? We must avoid the trap of of settling. It's so easy to settle. It's so easy to become complacent. Settling. We see a a, a classic illustration of people who settle. When when God brought uh, Moses and the Israelites out of Egypt, he intended to bring them into what is called the promised land, Canaan. During this journey of of Moses' leadership, this huge group of people, uh, approximately two two million people, came out of Egypt. And later they were, as God began to establish the nation of Israel, you know, they were 12 tribes. And he intended for every tribe to enter the promised land. Two tribes, in fact, two and a half tribes, got to the Jordan and decided that they wanted to stay on the other side of the Jordan and not cross over into the promised land. If you'll read Gad, the tribe of Gad, the tribe of Reuben, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, because they had they were shepherds and they had cattle and they thought that the land uh, before crossing the Jordan was best for their cattle, they asked for permission to not leave this plot of land. Yet God And Moses gave them permission to do it, but it was God's intent that they cross over into the promised land. I believe that they're a classic illustration of settling. We, if possible, for us to settle for where we are and what we're doing, settle for where we are and what we have. No, God wants us to reach our full potential. So we have to avoid the extreme of the trap of settling. On the other hand, the world and the culture of the world and our flesh offers instant success. That is another extreme. I said the culture, the the world system and our flesh Wants. Now, the culture offers instant success, but our flesh wants instant success, and that is a trap. You say, why is that a trap? Because purpose is an evolutionary journey. Say that. Purpose is an evolutionary journey. 
As you walk out your purpose, it will follow this uh, biblical pattern. In Mark chapter 4, it says, first the blade, then the ear, and then the full corn in the ear. First the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the ear. And your destiny journey is going to evolve. Your, your, your purpose will evolve. There will be stages uh, as, and seasons that you walk out your purpose. And, and then your potential will evolve. The, the, the Bible said that the apostle Paul increased in his strength. He began to walk out his destiny journey. And it will be an evolutionary experience for you like it was for Paul. But here's, let's get into the critical uh, elements of reaching our potential. There are five keys to realizing and releasing your potential. Five keys. I'm going to walk you quickly through those keys. Number one, exposure. And I'm using Paul as a proof text. Exposure. Say that, exposure. That's the first key to realizing and releasing your potential in any area now, really, in any area of endeavor. Now, listen at this. In Acts 9, 26 through 27, it says, And when Saul, who later became Paul, had come to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him and did not believe that he was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. When when the apostle Paul was converted, because he was persecuting the Christians, they were all afraid of him. So even though he's converted, even though now Jesus is his Lord, even though now he he has a call on his life, the disciples, the Christians at Jerusalem were afraid of him. So when he went to Jerusalem and wanted to join the company of believers there, they were afraid. But it says Barnabas took him. Barnabas was a key to the Apostle Paul's growth and development. Exposure. Now listen at this. Exposure is the condition of being affected by someone or something experience. Exposure is being connected to someone operating on a level above your experience. Barnabas was a spiritually mature believer, and he had connections to the apostles, to the headquarter church. And it was Paul's connection with Barnabas that connected him to the church, but also he was exposed Paul was exposed as a young believer to a spiritually mature believer and and Christian. Exposure is so important. Who we're connected to, our uh, exposure. So notice, Paul didn't know anything about Christianity, didn't know anything about the church, didn't know anything about the Gentiles, didn't know anything about himself, but he was exposed to someone who was operating on a level above his experience. Exposure is a key. 
there are people that God intends for you to be exposed to who will help you develop and reach your potential. The second key to realizing and releasing your potential is environment. Number one, exposure. Number two, environment. In Acts 11, 25 through 26, it says, Then Barnabas departed for Tarsus to seek Saul. And when he had found him, Saul later became Paul. When he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So it was for a whole year they assembled with the church and taught a great many people. And these disciples and the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. Environment. The Apostle Paul began to preach immediately. Persecution rose up. There were people who wanted to kill this young converted uh, believer. So he went off to Tarsus. A great revival broke out in Antioch. The headquarters church, Jerusalem, sent Barnabas there to confirm and to bring value to this new group of believers. Barnabas came to Antioch, and there was a great move of God. And the Bible said he was full of faith and full of the Holy Spirit. So he brought value. But then he thought about the new young convert, the Paul, who would later become the apostle. He said he needs to be in this environment. He went to Tarsus, found Paul, brought him back to Antioch, and they served in the church there, used their gifts and talents in that church there. So now Paul is exposed to an environment. An environment is the type of place or surroundings where something or someone is positioned. So now Paul is positioned in this environment, this new powerful church environment. Potential is the seed. It is definitely a seed. Your potential is a seed. So a seed has to have the right environment. So being the mature man that Barnabas was, he knew that if Paul was going to grow, he needed to be in an environment because an environment will determine whether the seed will grow or die. Why is it, and I love athletics, why is it that high-grade athletes choose, high school athletes choose schools like Alabama and Georgia and Ohio State? environment. They come on campus and they get exposed to an environment. And these are new high school recruits, maybe at the top of their game in high school, but they haven't reached their potential. They have unused potential. And when you place a high school, high grade uh, recruit, high school recruit, and put him in the right environment or her in the right environment, it causes their potential to grow and to develop. So environment, exposure, environment, position. Position is a key to releasing and recognizing and realizing your potential. Number three, position. Position is being connected to others who are also fulfilling their purpose. Position. This high school recruit, top of the line, five-star recruit, 
comes to the University of Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State. Now they're in an environment. But not just the environment, they're positioned around other high-level athletes. Now, they not only have an environment, but they are also connected to others who are fulfilling their purpose. The Bible says in Proverbs 27, 17, that iron sharp is iron. So when you bring high-grade athletes and, and connect them to veterans or upperclassmen, that iron sharpens them. You need to be in position with others that are fulfilling their purpose and walking in purpose. You, you can't grow if you're around people who don't care about reaching their potential. You need to be positioned around others. Potential cannot be realized in isolation. You cannot, no matter how much potential you have, it will not be realized in isolation. Acts chapter 13, verse 1, talking about position. Now in the church at that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manian, who had been brought up with Herod, the Tetrarch, and Saul. So now we got Barnabas and Saul. Not, not only is there exposure, not only is there's an environment, but they're positioned around other top-level leaders. There were other prophets and teachers. Now the apostle Paul is positioned around other high-level leaders. And when you're positioned around others who are operating on a high level, then it causes you, if you, if you are hungry to grow, it causes you, your potential to thrive. So we're talking about keys that you need, that will help you to realize and release your potential. We've talked about exposure. We talked about environment. We talked about position. Now, number four is time. Time is very important. In Acts 13, 2, the scripture says, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I've called them. Some people said that the Apostle Paul, some scholars said that the Apostle Paul was actually serving in leadership in that church for at least 10 years before he and Barnabas released to their first missionary journey. Time. And, and the Greeks recognized two kinds of time. Kronos time, Keros time. Chronos time can be measured by minutes and hours and weeks and months and years. Chronos time. God spoke to me and said, a season of preparation is necessary. That's true of you. Whatever you're called to, trust me, a season of preparation is necessary. So don't get weary in that season. Don't, don't get discouraged when it feels like you're not 
making things happen. Maybe you're in a season of preparation, time. It takes time for your giftings and anointings to flourish. It takes time for you to be separated into what you're called to do. As I said earlier, some said that the Apostle Paul was at this church, serving in this church in leadership for approximately 10 years. That's a decade before he was released into his first missionary journey with Barnabas. There's another kind of time that the Greeks recognize, and it's karyos, karyos time. This kind of time is not measured by time, by hours and minutes and years and months. It's measured by experience. Karyos time is a special, unique, destiny moment that God orchestrates to usher you to another level. It is a moment, an instance. It, it, it is an event that ushers you. I remember something that happened to me many, many years ago at the very beginning of my ministry. I was doing a revival in a in a city called Tuscaloosa, a, a city in the state of Alabama. And I was doing the I was doing this revival and and people were getting saved and filled with the spirit. It was a powerful time. A pastor came up at the close of one of these uh, meetings and he said something to me. It was a Carol's moment. He said to me, you rem you're my kind of man. You remind me of Fred Price. Well, now, when he said that, I could tell it was a compliment, but I didn't know who Fred Price was. It was a Carol's moment. Later, I discovered this apostle, Frederick K. C. Price, who pastored in California, a man I'd never seen, didn't know, never seen him, never spoke to him, but it was Kerios' moment because that man became my father in the faith. There are times in our lives, encounters with people and, and events and situations that God orchestrates and he orchestrates those moments to get us to another level. Time. Chronos time. A season of preparation is necessary. But Karyos time. Those significant, distinct, destiny moments that God orchestrates to take us to another level. Time. And then our fifth key to realizing and releasing our potential is work, W-R-K. There must be a demand placed on you, a responsibility, an assignment to cause that potential. That potential will never be released just in your study. It will never be released. There must be something that you put your hands to something. I've had people who said to me that I feel called to be a pastor. 
and, and I will tell them, then you got to put your hands to something. It doesn't necessarily have to be a church in the beginning. It can be a, a small group. It can be a Bible class. It can be something in, in business. You need to do something. You need to put your hands to something. If you feel call to you uh, to be a teacher you you need to put your hands to something you you need to teach a class you you need to to work that potential in you will never be realized except it has an assignment or responsibility or demands placed on it now listen I have to close this lesson powerful but I'm also closing this series the why matters. In this lesson, we were talking about potential is the offspring to purpose for four lessons. For four uh, lessons, uh, we talked about purpose, four lessons. And in this fourth lesson, final lesson, we talked about potential and the keys to release our potential. God has great things in store for you. I want you to go back. I want you to listen to this lesson. I want you to meditate on it. And I believe it's going to assist you in walking in what God has called you to walk. Listen, share this lesson with somebody. It'll be a blessing. I know it's blessed you. And I thank you for this opportunity that you've afforded me to share with you. And I thank you for taking this journey with me. We're going to begin a new series in our next episode. And so I want you to continue to walk this journey out with me. I'll see you next time. And I pray you have a great week.